Thank you for joining us, listeners. This is Dan bringing us in, and welcome to Moving a Beer. We have a wonderful repeating and repeating and repeating episode to chat about because we watched a movie, and it's Groundhog Day, so you can probably imagine what we watched. But first, we're going to introduce our wonderful friends. Again. 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 Hi, uh, dear listener. This is Aaron. I'm your unexpected winter weather expert. Uh, This is Blake from before and before and before and And before and before and now you're podcasting expert dan you should really fix those levels (laughs) and this is brian i'm your insurance agent expert oh geez here we go Because there is a what? scene that has Sorry. a lot of insurance. I in almost this. spat on my beer, Brian. Why, <laughs> is Bri- why does Brian keep winning this part? It's so good. All right, well, so you have the like the setup, you know, streaming setup, and then yeah. like rule so, of three, unexpected. So this movie kind of defined the living the same day over and over and over. It's so it's about it, it's it, a about genre. a man. It's Phil. Mm-hmm. He's a weatherman. He goes to Puxatani, Puxatani Phil- Pen- Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, and he's a weatherman from Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah. And he's there on site, and they do a little on site camera thing. And this takes place in the 90s. Yeah, with, with the groundhog to see if with he sees his shadow on Groundhog Day. And so the, the, it's a traditional thing. There's a festival, it's not a big town, it's a big touristy thing for them. And he slowly discovers out of the reality of reliving the same day over and over and over for about 10 years, I think he said. I think. Uh, according to Held Ramis in the trivia I was reading, he approximates 10 years well, that Phil's lived there. So, sorry to interrupt, but dear listener, we're talking about the film Groundhog Day. If yes. you haven't figured it out, it's yes. Groundhog Day. I it don't think we... Starring Bill Murray. Dan I don't said think Dan said Andy, Andy McDowell. I just went into it, but it's okay. I mean, because it's the same characters. Over no, he didn't say it at the time. You didn't I do did it this not. time? I did not do it this time. He missed it. You missed it. You got the last five times. I'm playing with y'all now. It's all good. Yeah. So it's Groundhog Day. It's it's a fun movie, kind of precursor to the playing the same day over and over and over, as as mentioned, forementioned, as it were. It has some interesting actors in it who've been in a lot of other things. Uh, character actor Tevin Tobolowski, who plays Ned Ned Ryerson, the insurance agent. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, we got Chris Elliott, who's a SNL alum. Chris he's been in some br- okay movies, but he's so funny. He's, yeah, yeah the paper boy. That's right. He's in Cabin Boy too. The Cabin Boy. A lot of boy films. And there's a lot, a lot of, of falling out of trees and mm-hmm. dying in a hospital and jacking up car for old people yep. and learning the piano. Learning the piano in a diner scene with the same people 20 times. Killing yourself times, over and over, which sounds three, like an emo lyric. 300 times or 4,000 times. Because if it's 10 years, it's literally like 4,000 times. It's a lot. It's He learns piano, all the things he learns. I just want to know. Repeating like, over and over. It says something about our main character that he tries to kill himself eight different ways before he begins taking piano lessons. Correct. Well, like, it, he in the film, the suicide to if we can jump lessons. to why he does it, it's right after he... Tries to bed uh, Rita. He, Rita. He tries to, Rita, to sleep with everyone. And she turns him down. I guess it just depresses him to the point of, well, I can't have this. I guess I'll just see if this, see if I can break the loop. Break just the loop. Myself. Break the well, loop. And, I mean, that really speaks to the character himself. At the start of the film, Bill Murray's character is kind of a miserable person. Yeah. The whole reason he's sent on this news assignment is because he's at the kind of end of his career. He's about to be moved out and on from his TV Mm -hmm. gig as a weather reporter. And he is kind of a miserable, arrogant, egotistical dude. Selfish and and narcissistic. Selfish and narcissistic. And and kind of the 
plot of the film. It's 30 years old. We're not going to spoil anything. He His character art, he needs to be a redeemable person. Yeah. Okay, so here's right? the question. These two beers that we tried with this, are they 30 years old? They didn't taste like it. They no, didn't they taste are like not. it. They're fresh and new, but and they're what old. what are they, Dan? What are they? So we had an Away Days English Pale and yet another IPA. Yet, How can you have yet another different IPA from It's Breakside? like the same beer every day over it and is, over until they, you they fall have, in love with it. They've done a hundred different <laughs> IPAs, and here we go again with another different IPA. Because it's all, it, then that's the nice thing about cooking. It's the same recipe, but it's never the same twice. For the most part, <laughs> you guys are laughing. At me. I, I'm I like, no, it's really. No, yeah. no I'm comment. laughing at the. Yes. I'm laughing at the it pause is. he had. I, 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 yeah, <laughs> I love it. Like, Dan dropped this like really philosophical, deep yeah, comment, and then we all look at each other. Like, peanut, peanut gallery is going. Um, <laughs> how can uh, I fit a joke in here? I don't know how to fit a joke. <laughs> yeah, in. no, it's all good. We're yeah, going to so, get into these beers a little bit later. A little bit later, but, and, and I uh, would venture to guess this IPA is a little bit different than some we've really had before. And it took it took them a hundred plus tries to get it to this point, and it's still not right. Wait. Because Groundhog Day. just like the movie, he tries and tries and tries to do different things and keeps failing and doing it over. And then some things work and he does it over and over. And then some things don't work and he doesn't do those again. I think they did a good job with the editing to show the pa- that passage of time. The fir- I think the first time he sits down with Rita and uh, they drink, they order their drinks. He orders, I don't remember what, because she orders a driver move to the twist or something. Yeah. A double for move. Yeah. Twist, I think was like they know. do that and he goes, okay. And it cuts to him entering again, same thing, and just the little differences. But then you're wondering, what did he do the rest of the day? Did he just hang out waiting for it to happen? Did he go do other stuff? Did he? He is that when he, he, he found out about the the boy falling from the tree? I was about to say he he saw that. Like, all right, make a note. Yeah. Also, I think Phil has a photographic memory. Yeah. yeah. There's well, well, I mean, if you do it enough times, you just remember it. It's the repet. Right. I think it's just repetition. He like he remembers this because he has had so many days of repetition that are like more than what's even represented on screen. I could see that. Yeah. I think that's about. So, and he calls himself a god. At one point. That might be like year knows, eight, because he's really starting to look nuts. He knows everything <laughs> about everybody, and yeah. he's relived it enough times that he literally, like, he hits on people that shouldn't be hit on. And he's like, he just does it to get a reaction, because at that point, he knows how they're going to react. He's bored. He's, like, he's, he's lived bored. the same yeah. day yeah. thousands of times over again. Yeah. It's and almost it, Sisyphean. Sisyphean? It's like Sisyphus. Yeah. Pushing Sisyphus. the rock up the hill, and it keeps coming back down. Right. Yeah. You yeah. never learn until you do learn, and then it, and then it's like, oh, there's redemption in the end, but is it really? Well, is so like about insurance, there's mm, like, he did. Th- yeah, the this devil. idea that you're kind of stuck <laughs> in the loop, and and, and, and the way and, to break out until of it, you meet the one right woman, because he he's met right, a couple or, of other women earlier, and or, they or, weren't or the get right. the steps of life right. I I would say that there was more to his redemption than just betting the female lead. True, yeah, but that's because what happened. That is what happened. That was the final key, but he also <sighs> grew as a character. He had I mean, to he had he to grow save several people's lives by the end. He had to learn to f- just give. To give instead and, of being self-centered and an egotistical a-hole. Yeah. Yeah, cuz the movie opens with him wanting to get out of there, being the the top top dog weatherman saying this blizzard's going to miss us. And they can't get up because of the blizzard. I'm sorry, yeah. Top Dog Weatherman makes me laugh a little bit. <laughs> like, I want to say another word, but I'm trying not to swear because Dan will bleep me. Yeah, I will. And my content's too beautiful to be bleeped. Bleep. Yeah. So, so this, he predicts. In, in the hierarchy, in, and I'm thinking of the genre, this was, as you guys mentioned, one of the first ones that I think actually, it was the first one. There's a couple of notes yeah. about 
people coming out saying, oh, he stole my idea, but this is the first movie. Yeah. Part like a time loop. Movie. I mean, yeah, Doctor I, Who existed many, many years before this. Yeah, but that's the Doctor just regenerating, though. Well, I mean, he does travel back and forth through time a lot. Yeah, but, but he this doesn't is relive the same, the same day, day over and over right. and over. Right, so. and, and get to change little things to Correct. maybe change the outcome. And I mean, I, I, would, I will say I remember seeing this in the theater in 1993. What? And kind of, kind of being intrigued and blown away by the concept, right? Because I don't remember having seen this before. Yeah. Nowadays, this has become kind of a trope. We, Cannon fodder. Yeah, we we've seen this idea a lot, but yeah. this was the first one that I was aware of. And I'll, I'll say, like the first time I saw this movie, or the, the first few times I saw bits and pizza, pieces of it on on television. Like I enjoyed it. I thought it was an interesting concept. And it was like, oh, this is funny, and you know, Bill Murray's funny. But I gotta say, watching it again, um, kind of the bloom is off the rose a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think it's been done better by by yeah. other efforts since then. And uh, and also like some of the jokes seem to fall flat. I think uh, some of our cultural mores have moved beyond of like what what's Me sexually aggressive. <laughs> There's a lot of unasked for cheek kissing in this movie, right? And of other of other ad. lots of touchy, well, yeah. And, and also the the concept of finding out everything about a person so that you can seduce, manipulate them, them and right. manipulate them. You should that, take the day off. Yeah, that 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 is a little <laughs> creepy to us now. Oh, it's I think it was probably would have been creepy to me back then, but even more creepy now cuz you're like, "Oh, what was acceptable?" Cuz it's one thing to genre was great for then, but not so great now. Yeah. Right? For, it's one thing to, you know, check some of the social media and go, "Oh, they're into the Smiths." Next time I see them, awesome about the Smiths, or you, you know, ask our friends, what kind of movies are they into? That's you know, that's general. I'm curious about this person, but he's actively doing this to you know get a particular goal. <laughs> I, like we need to have a conversation, not on the podcast, but later about it. did the Smiths redeem rock or destroy it? Oh, I don't know. I just use that as an example because uh, it's in 500 Days of Summer. Okay, conversation. Back to the film. Uh, yes. So you, asking yeah. a woman. What her fifth, her senior year math teacher's name was is creepy. Yeah. And, and that's a weird and question. Yeah. So that the next day you can say, "Hey, I remember you from such and such a high well, school." That's, it's, it's, that's where it gets sketchy because he's, yeah. he's lying. Well, to he's lying. It's totally. pure manipulation. It's yeah. pure manipulation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's why it's sort of me too. I mean, this a majority of this movie is that, and him getting through that. And then figuring out that's not beneficial. Right. Eventually, he becomes truly interested in helping other people. Well, yeah, after and, the thousandth time of watching well, the kid fall out of the tree and like kill himself, hey, maybe yeah. I can year catch six, him. Year six, year seven, maybe? <laughs> I don't but, know. Yeah. But I think he needed to to be exposed to other people and understand their situations, understand their stories, to realize yeah, he is, in fact, not the center of the universe. He, he doesn't need He's to not be a so narcissistic right. he, that other he, people have stuff going on, too. He became Buddha. He lost his attachments yes. to himself and became in service to others. Right. Which it's, indirectly, once he once he focuses on that, then he achieves these things he wants to achieve. You know, he has this relationship with Rita. He moves on to the next day. His life moves forward after that. But like, it wasn't. He couldn't focus on that as his objective. He had to focus on being a more compassionate, more present, yeah, right, more generous person. Uh, Harold Ramis had a lot of uh, Buddhists, and I gotta find the trivia again. Uh, people who follow uh, reincarnation as a you know thing that happens saying he did a wonderful job showing it. They were really ha- pleased with the representation of how he just kept living the same life until he became better. 
Also, I kind of wish we saw more of him before he got in the time loop. Yeah. Like we saw a little bit of him being a jerk. The original screenwriter, Danny, uh, I just had it. Danny Rubin had him just starting. Like, Really? It was going to open on him having the same day, and the audience would be left wondering, what why does he heck? know? Yeah, exactly. How does he know that that's going to happen? How does he know that's going to happen? Oh. Luckily, Harold Ramis kind of adjusted it and made it so, oh, we see how he's a real jerk, and yeah. he yeah. doesn't want to be here, and this place We is, need the I context. Mean, a lot of right. the, yeah. the backstory is explained a little bit as it goes on and as he reads yeah, yeah. it and, yeah. and well, pulled through the co-worker's experiences, like, oh, he's Larry. really a jerk, and he doesn't he, really do this, and but he doesn't really he, do that. But he, he, was, he was made a little more uh, uh, palatable by the fact that you you understood that he was kind of railroaded into this news story. He oh was. yeah, he he was. I mean, he was a a big time well big time newscaster, and he had to go on assignment to, to this and, little. And you could uh, feel. I mean, but down. he'd done it. This is like the third or the fourth year. Yeah, however many years. Four, four, I mean, yeah. he was he was his career was tanking. Yes, but that made him a little bit more palatable. Otherwise, he he was just a jerk. Maybe you wouldn't even cared about him. But I yeah. think it also gave us the context of like the first re- repeated day was confusing. The second repeated day was kind of like this sort of like fun, triumphant adventure where he goes drinking with some of the locals. It's like, right. oh, there's no consequences. We can do whatever we want to do. I'm going to run over a mailbox of all <laughs> things you could choose to do with no consequences. In front of a cop. Yeah. Well, it happened to be there. But uh, like it, it, it's more, it sets us more in what his journey is of like understanding like, what's happening to him. And uh, kind of what's the emotional reaction of like the first day is going to feel different than the second or third or fifth day. Mm -hmm. And then by the time we get to the, like the 10,000th day, yeah, he's tired. And when we see, so so what, what can I do that's new? Right. Well, Hey, I've done it all. I can be a, I can be a piano expert, a concert pianist. Which Rita suggests. Yeah. She says, Oh, that's I like cool. mine who play instruments. What, like no, she was saying if I had just fre- if you had if I had forever to just do whatever, I'd learn instruments, learn languages, and he takes that to heart. Like, oh, that's a really and, good idea. And learns French poetry, from which I think we changes him as a it as does. a person. Like, because then yeah. he starts reciting it, and then towards yeah. the end, okay, towards the end, the last kind of day that he lives out, he does all of these things, and he's tired. And falls asleep. Like he he's not knocking boots. He's like, I'm tired. It's been a long day. Yeah. I'm sleeping in my clothes. And she appreciates that because she's like, Oh, you care so much. Well, so it changes where he's not trying to chase Rita. He yeah. just became such a an interesting, generous, mm-hmm. and um an intriguing man that Rita wanted to be with him. Correct. Like he wasn't chasing her at that point. He he was trying to be a decent human being. And that became more attractive. In the span of a day, he grew as a person. He did. Well, it only took a thousand times. I love the uh, discussion online trying to to dissect the either magic or science behind this. It's not like Gremlins where they say, don't feed him after midnight, don't get him wet, whatever, whatever. Ignoring time zones and all that. Don't put him in the microwave. I mean, you should. That will stop them when they're being bad. They will blow up. Yeah, good. Kudos to that mom. But he stays up till like 4 a.m. And we see every morning, we see him at 6 a.m., and the radio comes on playing I Got You Babe by Sonny and Cher. We, they make a note about uh, at midnight because he, he tells Rita. Yeah, they stayed oh, up. Yeah, he tells her like each day it starts at six and she sees it's 12 one like, okay, okay. You knew I was waiting until midnight. I thought it was a whole like joke. And then at 1.4 a.m., I guess, and he breaks a pencil, wakes up, it's fine. I'm curious to see what the cutoff is. It would probably be 6 a.m. It would just blink. He'd blink and it'd start he'd over. Blink and he'd he would just start up. Be back again. In yeah. the loop. I mean, that, that's, that that's how they. That, that's how they would normally treat it. I would think. I mean, at least films. I'm that trying have to remember how after this have treated oh, it. No, go ahead. 
was yeah. Uh, I was gonna say Palm Springs does kind of tackle that. Yeah, like that came out in 2020, and they say yeah, it's like a Groundhog's Day thing. But she does like travel far, tries to stay awake, and just keeps rebooting. I forget well, if they give you an exact reason. They go do a lot more science than this movie does. Yeah. If I can ask, like, is, what movies do this like the repeat genre, the repeat setup in a better way uh, than Groundhog Day? I would I'd argue Palm Springs. It's a romantic comedy on Hulu. Came out in 2020. Mm-hmm. Andy Samberg, Christy Meliotti. I always forget her name. It's interesting that the source happens in some cave. She follows him on one of the times that he like hooks up with her. And then she gets trapped in the loop. And it becomes this whole thing of her working to get out, whereas he's given up. He's like, I, no, nah, I'm good. I'm just fine. I'm just there, there for like a wedding. I'm just living my life. Yeah, he's just yeah. getting drunk, messing with the wedding. And then she's actively like getting online, talking to uh, physics theorists theoreticians theoreticians i'm taking up a lot of words today yes theory people and finding a untested possibly might work solution to stop the loop correct yeah i I then edge of tomorrow was really fun yes (laughs) that was the one i was gonna mention with uh tom cruise and emily blunt i mean what's amazing in that and uh yeah just the way they go through each day i mean basically they live each day until they die and they 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 mm -hmm, don't mm -hmm. all they never get to wake up they they go through their own death several times, and that's and, and that's based on a very specific thing in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Like Prisoners it, and Truman Show. And well, I'd argue Truman Show is Memento is the same. Deja Vu. Uh, I would argue those I, aren't no. actually the game. I mean, well, they they're on similar concepts, similar concepts, but not not where you have to relive the same okay. day. Yeah, so, yeah. So over I, and over again. So and I would get say, it right. So I would say the 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 next best successful one that does this is Run Lola Run. Which is a German film. I saw no, that. I've, I've seen it. Which but. is an amazingly good film where she shifts what she does each time she restarts a little bit, learning from what she had done before. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'll agree with that. And that's, and that's what it is, right? I don't, Actually, know if I, I don't I, think I've seen Run, Little, Little Run. I have to add it to my list. That, that, that rewatch. Yeah, I'd, I'd watch that. I'm at, Butterfly Effect is oh, also one. Uh, I was going to say, Run, Lola Run might hold up better. That that rewatch might be more enjoyable than what Groundhog yeah. Day was, honestly. Well, I mean, Groundhog Day is very much a 1993 film. It, yes. it did not age really well. Right. But I, I will give it kudos for giving birth to kind of a... A, genre. a subgenre, yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, it, it definitely did this first, as far as I know. Right. It, it was certainly the most like commercially known. Liar, liar. That's absolutely not what the premise no. is. His son makes a wish that he can't lie, and then he just can't lie. What's funny is, is I'm just <laughs> randomly googling like <laughs> movies like this, and it just is giving me these weird. Dan's lists. gonna be like six yeah, cents. He sees dead oh, people, and it's like yeah, no. the one <laughs> yeah, time, we, and then he realizes he's been dead the whole time. <laughs> we could all talk about movie titles, and this would be six hours long. Right. But that's I mean, I'm into it. So the one that uh, there was I'm one, not. I think our listeners are not. There was a horror version of this called Happy Death Day. Never, never actually, seen it. I've heard it's actually pretty a good. good. Movie. Happy S- Death Day. Yeah. Source code. Yeah, I've heard good things about Happy Death Day. Like Boss it's actually level. a fun, campy movie. Fifty First Dates. Re- That's repeats for Drew Barrymore. Yeah, okay. yeah, that was cute. Wait, so wait, yeah. was that right. the premise of like you're gonna do the same date over and over until the date goes well? Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. God, that was it. But it That's was why okay. I've never seen it. It was cute. Oh, yeah. It was cute. You know, I'm saying Drew Barrymore. But anyway, we had beer. Yeah, we did. Let's talk about beer. <laughs> All right. So this, lull. This, this is what Brian did that better this time than the last 14 times. <laughs> Correct. We've been doing yes. it over and over, listener, until we got it right. <laughs> right. 
and now we're going to talk about beers. Okay, you guys, we we had a couple of opportunities to pick beer out. We were at Survey so earlier this evening, and we were like, hey, I, I predetermined that we were going to have an IPA from Breakside. And because Breakside's done like 100 IPAs, I figured, <laughs> hey, this makes sense. We can just keep redoing IPAs over and over and over and over. And like, then it was like, like the whole industry. let's not pick an IPA. Actually, and I was like that. I said, I, was like, I said, how about something that's not an IPA? How about a non-IPA? Well, you said no to the Groundhog beer I made, and Correct. now it's gone bad. So the Puxatani Pilsner well, can just be poured right gross. down the drain. It was <laughs> I just mean, gross. But it was made with real Groundhog, guys. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Actually, Puxatani Pilsner would be a good name. It's Puxatani a phenomenal Puxatani name. Pilsner. It has to exist, right? Wow. You'd think somebody would have get done re- that. Get in reach with Rusty. Dan, get brewing. I know, right? So this is the time of the podcast we're going to talk about beers and maybe go back to the movie a few times while we talk about these beers because they are relevant to what we watched. There were PBR uh, signs in this movie. There were some PBR <laughs> signs. This took place in the 90s and it took place 90s in 90s on the East Coast. And, they, those uh, people in, in those a small town small of 6,000 in Pennsylvania. Those, those weirdos love PBR. Well, Sam Adams was getting big at that point though, wasn't That's it? That's Boston though. Boston. Is Boston not on Boston. the East Coast? Forgive it's me. Boston. Yeah, it's on the East Coast, but it's not in frickin' Pennsylvania, bud. Pennsylvania is an East Coast state. Well, yeah, but it's not in Boston. Uh, Boston and Pittsburgh are not that far away. They're not. they're not. I can drive. I used to drive there all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Dan, talk about the viewers we actually Cut that out okay. all the way. No, 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 no. It's all good. It's good <laughs> I conversation. I drive cars, too. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> All good. The first beer that we had, which was something these guys picked out, because I was like, hey, I know this IPA is going to be super, super, super harsh, because they, I'm sorry, but unless it says that it's a mild beer, but this one on the label doesn't say it's mild. So I was like, hey, guys, let's, we looked at Cerveza and their, and their wonderful, wonderful beer coolers. Big shout to out to Cerveza. Look at like, hey, do we want to pick something off of a label or the style or just, hey, what would go good with this movie? And I something think something that is not a IPA. IPA, <laughs> because we knew the second one was going to be like, oh, it's going to be. Beer. It's not going to be pleasant, and it wasn't. We went with. <laughs> Uh, there's a collab, Away Days and Machine House. Machine House, so Away Days is here in Portland, Oregon. They they specialize and or focus on British or English style beers, as it were. And then there's Machine House, which is up in Seattle, which also specializes and focuses on British style beers. And so this is like collab on a collab on a collab. So this is two breweries that are doing really amazing beers on their own, getting together and saying, hey, we want to make an English pale ale. Is there, there's like no copy on this can other than the name, right? One pint, 16 fluid ounces. There you go. <laughs> so this has a really riveting cracker front. It's a little bitter. It's more like mild tea kind of noble hops that are very British style. Uh, it sits very wet on the tongue. We, we had glasses and we're like, hey, let's pour this into a glass so we can smell it and look at it. And it was clear yellow kind of uh, medium yellow to golden orangish, mm-hmm. not super dark, but mm-hmm. nice. Uh, bright white, head, good head retention, mm-hmm. solid foam. The aromatics were mild, mm-hmm. which it should be. So kind of tea, white tea, black tea-ish kind of, you know, you, you, the nice thing about British Noble Hops is that they're not offensive. Unlike the American hops, which are in the second beer we're going to talk well, about I in thought, a moment, which are super offensive. I thought like you were going to say, unlike our main protagonist of the film, 
I, I thought for sure you're going to go there because I was thinking like, how did this beer match the movie? And like, I, I've had away days mm-hmm. before. I yeah. like this beer. It's a, it's a really nice beer, kind of fairly mild, easy, easily drinkable. Didn't, I don't know, like it didn't match the thought of like, wow, this guy's a jerk. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you know. but it, it was kind of light, like a romant rom-com. It, it was true. It was very light. Right? Yes. It, 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 it didn't match, didn't that match the film 5%, in that way. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a mild beer. It had a mild flavor and, Bill Murray's character starts very mild. He's kind of a jerk. He's kind of like, I'm here. And if you're not used to British yeah. style pale ales, you're going to be like, what's this? Yeah, he's more checked out, yeah. which I think matched the, the, the tea leaf. I'm glad you mentioned the tea leaf. Tea leaf. Tea thing. leaves? Tea, tea leaves. What tea leaf? Tea leaves. Because I, I also kind of got a hint of that. And usually beers with that kind of flavor profile, I don't care for. Like, oh, I, the beer. I don't love tea that much. Yeah. It's, in some beers we've had, I thought, I, all I can taste is Old tea. All I can taste is foliage. <laughs> Old leaves. <laughs> Old leaves. Yeah. And to, to this, but this one, this one not is alone. just right. You're not alone. A lot of people don't appreciate that. See, That's Aaron? why like American IPA styles are really nice because they don't have that quality or character at all. This one does. I appreciate it. They're doing something different. It is, again, a pale ale. So the only difference between a pale ale and India pale ale are... Hops. No, one is six percent. The, wor- the word one is pale. above six percent, and one is below six percent. Really, really, I thought IPAs just had kind of more of no. a hop-centered style. No. That had this. you can have hop. Have you learned nothing? Yeah, like, evidently not. <laughs> Brian, evidently not. Brian, get the flogging stick. The no, only... what's going to happen is I'm going to wake up and it's going to be February second again. Oh my god! Tomorrow and you're going to nail it. Why didn't you nail it this time for us? Yeah. Oh yeah, English pale ales are exactly the same as. India okay. pale ales, except for the, uh, the amount of alcohol. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, you really sold no, me on seriously. it. seriously. <laughs> so when you see IPA and you can find British-style IPAs versus British-style English pales, a pale ale is not an India pale ale because it's below 6%, period. That's the only freaking difference. And so, you can get American pale ale, which again, you can also have session IPAs, which are below 6%, which means it's just a pale ale. I mean, so Away Days has hops, but it yeah. didn't seem like a hop forward beer to me. There's hops in it, but again, the flavor of the hops they're using aren't the same as you're used it's, to in America. It's it, it, to me, I swear it was like more subtle. It yeah. wasn't like yeah. this resinous piney. It, yes. it no, nothing was yeah. taking my tongue it's or my palate and beating a like a pine board over it. Yeah. You know, it's like, not they, the they sea weren't hops. butthole flavored. No hops. <laughs> yes, I guess was, I like buttholes. Okay, it wasn't. <laughs> So, so there's you, the letter. You heard it here first. Where it's, it's like breaking it's like, news. It's but like, English We're going to go to Sesame Street. We're going to say C, the letter C. There are three big C's. The C word? Centennial. 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 Uh, Citra. Citra. And hops I don't remember. <laughs> Columbus. I'm not Columbus. doing a joke here. I thought you were going to say the big C was like the cracker flavor or whatever. No, it's no. the okay. big three C's. Gotcha, gotcha, Centennial. Gotcha. Make uh, West Coast and right. traditional American IPAs. Okay. And, I, and Dan, cool. keep me honest here. I think the yeah. Citra is like what's maybe more pine resonant. No. Oh, is that Centennial? Okay. I thought it was the citrus too. Or citrus no. more uh, citrus, uh, citrus, orange, citrus, orange peel, orange sense. peel, pine. Okay. It's it's, yeah. it's the pithy, grapefruit, grapefruit yeah, pithy yeah. is what you're going to get out of right. citra. And then yeah. centennial is the pine. Yes. As Brian grimaces like grapefruit. And yeah. what's our last one then? It's also pine northwest. It's pine needly. It's more. So one is going to have more of an earthen approach, right? Meaning it tastes like oh, I get it off the forest floor. 
and it tastes <laughs> like pine needles versus it's a fresh pine needle I pulled off the tree. Right. That's oh, the real nice. difference between those. And there's absolutely, and the layers and complexity of those is well documented and traditional West Coast IPAs use those. Northwest IPAs exclusively use those. Now, the second beer we had is a West Coast IPA that exclusively used a lot of that. Uh, um, that it did. So, <laughs> so the pale ale that we had from Machine House in Away Days, nice, beautiful, mild. I think it went okay with the movie. I thought it meshed fine. It, it didn't distract. It was a nice sipper. And there is some interesting marketing copy. And this is Welcome to the State of Excitement. And this is literally brand freaking spanking new. It was canned like two weeks ago. That's the only marketing copy. Our good friend. So there's collaborators. Yeah, Byler, we were going to ask about that. Yeah, um, there are like eight collaborators listed. Deschutes. And I think that might be the state of excitement is the, the, the state of excitement may be the line of beers that they're doing because they do different lines of beer. Oh. Okay. And this may be an IPA line that they're doing and collaborating with these different breweries. And so this I mean, is Citra. I- West Coast India Pale Ale brewed with Citra, Rewaka, and Idaho 7 hops. So Idaho 7 is an offshoot of one of the big seas, and I don't know what Rewaka is. I think that may be something that's more tropical-oriented because this is supposed to have more of a sweet citrus and orange blossom and like rhubarb kind of flavor than if you were to use one of the other sea hops and get more of that grapefruit approach, which is really common. Dry, pithy grapefruit is the traditional standard. I think this is trying to do a little bit different in those two – the, the citrus is going to give you the yeah. citrus. The Rewaka and the Idaho 7 hops are going to give you those other flavor profiles based on... I, mean, I, know, I, I get I a have. bit of the grapefruit and a yeah. bit of the like the pithy, bitter... Yeah. So let, let's briefly talk about the aromatics because that was very distinctive with this beer. So I'm, I'm guessing they probably did some dry hopping with this. It's not on the can. It doesn't say it. It's like, thanks to the generous donation. So I'm guessing that this is a beer and there's marketing copy at hundred percent of the proceeds of this beer benefit the Oregon Brewers Guild to further support and protect independent beer in Oregon. So this beer was made in collaboration with other places. And I'm sure they're doing versions of it with each of those breweries. It, it's fitting that the proceeds yeah. are to protect independent brewers. Cause this is not a starter beer. No, 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 no. So, Although Breakside, I really liked it. <laughs> yeah, Breakside's probably donating it. Miletus is probably distributing it. Imperial Yeast is um, probably giving him the yeast. And um, the grain, one of the grain producers is listed here on the can as which, well. Which one's selling the life insurance? CMG. <laughs> no, right? CMG. Yeah, so yes. When we opened this can. It was all in your face. Yeah, it, it was very aromatic. It was very medicinal initially. Yeah, cryo citra will do that if it's fresh, yeah. and this is fresh. Uh, so, yeah. cl- cleaner fluid or medicinal, depending upon <laughs> which. You, yeah. It will clear your sinuses. It is that yeah. strong. I opened it like a foot from my face, and I still like as soon as it. Yeah, I opened it. It was like, and it was like, what? Yeah. It was like, wow. Citra hops up in the face. Intense. Yeah. I think very I'm in the mi- intense. I'm in the minority here. I thought it was. Strong, but I thought it was really tasty, and the aromatics didn't hit me that hard. But it, it is still winter; maybe my nostrils are still blocked it, up. It but went away I, after it poured in the glass. Yeah, once you it poured that, it, that first open was so when you dry hop with a sit, when, when you dry hop with cryo, it drops quickly. That's the whole point. It's yeah. all aromatics, and if it sits for fifty to thirty, you know, thirty to fifty seconds, a minute or two those aromatics are going to drop. You're still going to get it if you swirl and get some foam. It's still going to release some of that. But the initial release of those, those chemical compounds just pop and drop. Drop it like it's hot. Well, they're volatile, right? Because they kind of explode out and then they dissipate. Yup. Just like a groundhog. 
no, I really like this. <laughs> I I don't know if I matched the movie as well, but I maybe it's because I opened mine after you guys and had the heads up of oh, it's really aromatic, and I opened it expecting like like smelling vinegar and a coffee maker to clean it out. Like, but yes. I but I didn't get that. I got oh, it's. Yeah, it's present, but it's not that bad. So but this is not a starter know. beer. You've been warned. Uh, this is a strong. I like how you warned hop. us after we drank ours. Yeah, I know. I didn't <laughs> want to say anything to ruin it for you. I was like, here we go. Good call. I know there's some non-hop heads here at the table. There's a hop head on to my left and a non-hop head to my right. Oh, and no, I'm, I'm stuck in the middle with head. you, Dan. Well, yeah, no. I'm, uh, it, there's. I love that song. There's some interesting activities going on with this beer. It does hit hard on the nose and up front. It does, but, but the, once the it flavor is fine. The flavors aren't I mean, so I'm not a hophead, but it was okay. And that's an I interesting... I prefer the first beer over it, but yeah. it was fine for me. All right. Yeah. And, and that's, I think, the state of excitement. You're going to get like, bam, up in the face, yeah. and then it's just going to be mild. I like my excitement to last longer. Do you? Yeah. Do you like that tea flavor better? Yeah, I do. You like it to last? I do. I want to just draw it out. You want to learn the piano and just... And, and French and, and poetry, French poetry. You just century. want to taste it over and over and over again. And eat and some donuts. And eat all of the desserts. Uh, all yeah, of the desserts. All the desserts. That's right. <sighs> and then punch Ned Ryerson right in the face. <laughs> Who wouldn't? <laughs> Many times. Stephen Tobolowski is so a fun. national treasure. <laughs> all right. An interesting beer. I had not had this before. Our, our good friend Deb, shout out to her, got this for me last week and she said they literally just canned it and I looked at the date I was like nice. yeah this is like a two week old beer this is as fresh if you're going to do citra hop yeah. cryo <laughs> anything you get it as new as you can and as fresh as you can because it's going to express as much as the brewer wants it to versus if it's sitting you know room temp or you know just wherever it's it, eventually going to drop out all stash, those volatile in a boiler room yeah all those volatile uh, aromatics are going to just go poof and not work. Well, it kind of like denature over time, and you'll get a yeah. different beer six months from now or Correct. 12 months from now. If you put it in front of a radiator, yeah, yeah, two yeah. months from now. So what other beers would you have suggested for this movie then? PBR. Because there was a sign that said PBR. There was. It there won a blue was. ribbon for worst tasting beer. Yes. Worst tasting water. Damn it. Uh, I ruined my own joke. There was you, There Dan. was also a reference to cookies and cream ice cream in this movie. That was Rocky Road. Was it Rocky Road? Yeah, it was Rocky you're Road. right. It was Rocky Road because I you? love cookies and cream. Me too. Yeah, it was Rocky yeah, yeah, yeah. Road. I, I would I would have cookies and cream ice cream with this yeah. movie. <laughs> well, I, I would have I would have a really <laughs> old skunked beer that you would keep <laughs> keep puking up into your mouth so you oh, can no. taste it over and over again. Why are you punishing yourself, Brian? <laughs> No, I'm I'm kidding. This is this is Brian. Brian's the Riddler. We're gonna like be drinking beers in the future, and I'll just start barfing. Like, oh no, he got us. <laughs> he warned us that one time. That one time. We, why didn't we listen? You knew. You knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's an awful lot of things to be said for beers that can go interesting different directions. I don't have any idea what I would drink with this movie because I saw it a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. I didn't remember it, and then we're watching it, and I'm just like. Oh, this is, it's kind of boring and slow in a lot of times because it's bit. like replay, replay, replay. Yeah. And they replay those scenes over and over and over. And, and you had mentioned that like at some point in time, which I have, I was watching for, cause you mentioned it right off. Bill Murray got bit by <laughs> the groundhog. The groundhog. <laughs> it, was it was when, when he was in the driving truck, when into the truck. When it was crawling over the wheel yeah. and he's saying, don't drive angry because it was trying to escape and it bit him. <laughs> he had to get anti-rabies shots. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and he like drove the truck into and it flipped and it blew up and it was like, oh, that was I think the first time he tried to kill himself. Yeah, that was the first suicide uh, attempt. 
Yeah, that started yeah. off the suicide montage. Tr- trigger warning, audience. Yes. This movie has suicide attempts. Multiple. But at least it's not like an indie movie, A24 movie, where it's you know, a bathtub full of blood. It's him sipping in front of a truck doing a silly little wave. And yeah, well, it opens, and it no, cuts actually, I think the first one was him taking the toaster. Upstairs. That one's kind of intense. <laughs> he takes a toaster upstairs. But it's he toast, plugs it, takes it upstairs, the plugs it in, and drops it into the no, tub. No, I thought with the him. truck was before the toaster. Was I it? think the, I think it was I toaster know. roof truck. Another one and another know. and another and another. They yeah. show like he jumped like off a dozen out of, of a building. Yeah. Yeah. He, he stepped out in front of a vehicle. He intentionally, yeah, he does that. Over he and fought over ghosts. Over. Wait a minute. Yeah, he, he, does he went this to a Tokyo. Lot. He does minute. this a lot before he becomes a decent person. That's a different movie, man. But in, in, they're both uh, different movies. Uh, <laughs> he does this a lot before he becomes a decent person and tries to like save this, uh, you know, this homeless guy. He's just yeah. old. People die when they get old. He can accept it. They sure do. So he was a god. He tried. He a tried. god. He tried over and over and over. And it's just like I'm going to feed you some food. I'm going to give you mouth to mouth out in the back alley, which is sketch. Mm. <laughs> you can you save just take somebody. People can die wherever. If you're saving somebody, it doesn't matter if it's a back alley or not. Like, well, CPR mm, is CPR wherever right, you are. All right. He was Unless trying. it's like the bottom of a pool. That's a bad idea. Welcome to CPR and a beer. <laughs> We're going to get so drunk that one of us has to have CPR done on this. God, I don't want to record this anymore. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> all right. So, bottom line. Do we recommend this film? Five out of ten. <sighs> eh, it's it's. I, like, I yeah. would recommend Palm Springs or Edge of Tomorrow over yeah. this one. Yeah, there's some better, well done. I'm living it over and over and over. Day Which, movies. Yeah, ironic because Palm Springs uses this as a way to springboard to a better territory because they reference it, saying, "Yeah, it's a Groundhog's Day thing." Yeah, to just cut out all the yeah. what's happening, Th- and then this is the where it all started. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it does not hold up very well. I'd yeah. say yeah. if you uh, haven't seen anything else in the genre, if it has that novelty effect that like I had when I yeah. first watched it yeah. in, the, I, in the 90s. I liked it when I first saw yeah. it. Yeah. And same. so like, if, you, if you're not familiar with any other movies that are in the same kind of subgenre, it might be more enjoyable. I mean, there is still some kind of dated stuff of like uh, our protagonist. They don't have cell phones. They don't have cell phones. <laughs> our protagonist kisses, uh, kisses a, another character while they're asleep. Yeah. Like, and so there's, there's some, some like, me too con- consent, on, yeah. me too stuff that's a, a little uncomfortable to watch. But... I don't know, five out of ten. It's creative. It was groundbreaking, I think, in yeah. the time it was recorded. Bill Murray, I have a ton of appreciation and respect for as a comedic actor. I love a lot of his other work. And he's not bad in this. But he's not great. But he's, he's not, not at his he's, best. He's, he's, he's not very at his best. much kind of this was uh, right you know, before he, his slump, he, right? Yeah, he kind of vanished for a while, and this was kind of the last film before he vanished. Apparently you know, he reappeared. He what was it? He he uh, was going through a divorce during uh, this movie, and he kept since he was like stressed out and wasn't sleeping, kept bothering Harold Ramis, the director and writer, co-writer, about details till like four in the morning. So he so Harold sent the other co-writer to babysit Bill to talk about it, and they didn't talk for years because of it. Wow, because <laughs> the seventies and eighties were a big time for like men in general, and it seems like in like the comedy world to just all right, I'm done talking to you for ages, just weird grudges out of nowhere. Huh. Well, I or at mean, least from like from my hair, like about the early SNL and all that. But people with like a emo- low emotional intelligence still do that. Yeah, but, yeah. But I think uh, I don't but, know. But it, yeah, so it, maybe he just but, got burned out, and needed a break. But but Bill Murray did like he had this sort of coda with his career for like Life Aquatic. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. Well, he, uh, he came back in a major way with Lost in Translation. Lost in Translation is a fantastic movie. I loved him in that. Yeah. 
Like, and, and, well, yeah, I, I'm thinking about his earlier stuff. Like he was terrific in Ghostbusters. Well, and, the Caddyshack. And, and Stripes. The Caddyshack is phenomenal. Caddyshack. Yeah. yeah. That's the fact, Jack. <laughs> Even though we haven't done that for the podcast, so it is a good movie. That's yeah. a great movie. We have done we have done a Caddyshack. Yes, we have. Which I always and, go to. And Rock. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Uh, we have done Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yeah. We should watch it again. We should do Garfield. God, no. I don't want to do that. <laughs> no. But he voiced Garfield. We're, oh. we're sort of getting off track a little bit. So yes. find some interesting beers, something light. I think, you know, I, I'm not scoffing at your PBR suggestion because this is like, it's just an I everyday mean, common do it over and over and over. Frankly, and the, the reason I did the IPA thing was because it was like we this is a brewery that's done a hundred of them. Yeah. And yet they're doing it again right with again, something a little bit them. different. Yeah. Over and over and over. I mean, this is a perfect movie to put on behind the bar at like a like my dream bar would be just playing movies behind or on a big TV, no sound. Just something to look at while you're hanging out and drinking. There's a lot of parts that do that. Well, yeah, but my dream one would have that also. Okay. And you wouldn't be allowed in it. Would they do you're over, a Would you play over the top? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, because I've seen that and I've, yeah, dude. I've experienced that. Frankly, I play like all the Ninja Turtles movies, like all of them, even the third one. Like your bar, your, your over dream bar, and over and well, over at again. least uh, also Young Frankenstein. I saw that at a bar. I was like, that's a great idea. Your dream yeah. bar doesn't have like an infinity pool or you know. Ew, no. Like, okay. People Ew. pee in pools, Aaron. It's yeah, disgusting. What? No, they don't. Yeah, they absolutely do. <laughs> yes, they do, and it turns blue. Oh wait, the Did, water looks blue because the. That's the chlorine. Blue. That's the chlorine that's meant to. Pr- that's why know. they call him Blue Water Brian. Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, moving on. None of us particularly like this movie. Uh, it's fine. It didn't like, hold it's, up very well. Uh, yeah, it, no. it's, it has moments, but eh. Yeah. Fr- frankly, watch Palm Springs. Hard there, pass. Watch Palm Springs. The female lead has a lot more agency. It's a lot, it's a bit more fun. Yeah. There's there's not a lot of character growth with the females in this movie. It's all about the single male there's character. Zero. <laughs> Although, I don't think is, it passes the Dutch, Dutch although, test because they only talk about men and none of the women talk to each other. None of the women talk to each other, so it really doesn't pass yeah. any tests at all. It's, it's in there in the movie's focused. defense. All those other people only have the day. He has ten years of that date. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As always, the opinions expressed during the editing of this recording of those of the hosts. Uh, please hydrate if you're going to have something to drink while you watch it. If you do watch it. Uh, we're kind of split, maybe yes, no. Um, if you're hard up for something to watch and it's available on a streaming service, go for it. Yeah. If you own it on DVD, I'm a, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's laughing because that's true. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have a fun way to say if you don't hydrate, you'll dehydrate. Like I don't. You, have you've anything. said it a hundred times, well, hundred and thirty-two times. So we, yeah, we know yeah, what you yeah, mean. yeah. I don't remember those. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're all sharing a very specific Groundhog Day where only bits and pieces work for each of us. That's the sequel no one wants to see. <laughs> Correct. So, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, uh, thanks for listening. Dear listener, life's short. If you're thinking about watching Groundhog Day, you know, maybe think about the time you have left on this planet and the better movies you could be spending that time with. This is Blake for the Checks Watch 10 millionth time saying later. And this is Brian. If you want to listen, please listen to our podcast over and over and over again. Over and over. We need listeners. Yeah, but, you know, it's pump all those numbers up. Yeah, yeah. We have listeners. What are you guys talking about? We, we have an amazing Canadian following. <laughs> we sure do. You betcha. We, we should watch Shores. Ice, ice hockey and moose forever. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, hang out, everyone. Have a good time. Listen to some good podcasts. Watch some good movies. Drink some good beer. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye bye. I was falling, it's almost like being in love.